You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode six of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to talk about when your dog steals your stuff, and then he chews it up, or even worse, he eats it. This is a very hot topic. I know I've gotten a lot of questions about it. I've had trouble with it with my own dogs. I think everybody goes through this at some stage or another. So what we're going to talk about today is why dogs do this, especially puppies. And then I'm going to give you some simple steps to start with to help prevent and redirect this behavior. So to stop them from stealing your stuff, stop them from chewing on it, and again, even worse, eating it. Because there is nothing scarier than to walk into a room and see that your dog has chewed or eaten something that he wasn't supposed to. At the very least, it's frustrating because you either have a mess to clean up or maybe you no longer have a pair of flip-flops. And even even more annoying is that scene where you're chasing your dog down with something that he has in his mouth. And beyond annoying, again, it can be scary because it, this is not only to protect your stuff, but your dog from eating something that is going to be bad for him. Anybody who's had to rush their dog over to the emergency room or their vet because they ate something they weren't supposed to knows what I'm talking about. Also, to help you see into how I would handle this with my specific clients, I have a case study for you, and it worked really well for this guy. So I wanted to share with you how I handled it. So the reason why this is such a common problem is because chewing is one of the like basic things that dogs do, just like digging and sniffing and walking. Like it's just, it's an instinct. It's how they explore the world, especially puppies. They won't, they put everything in their mouths. They, that's how they learn about new things. And even though, yes, it's definitely more common for a puppy, adult dogs are going to do the same thing, especially if they've developed this chewing habit when they were a puppy. I know that my dog's four years old and I still have to keep my flip-flops under lock and key because there have been summers where I walked around with two different flip-flops because I, my own fault, left them out. So once this habit starts, it's not only can be annoying, but it's dangerous. And it can also lead into other behaviors like resource guarding. If they grab one of your something that they're not supposed to have, maybe they start to guard it. And that that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother behavior that we would have to have to deal with. So why do dogs do this? Well, we know they love to chew. I've already discussed that. They also might do it out of boredom. They might want attention. They might just like the texture of the object, or maybe it smells like you. Dogs will also chew if they're anxious. Um, when they have separation anxiety and you leave, sometimes that's when, you know, they'll, they'll chew. That's when you hear dogs like chewing on the floorboards and, and the drywall. Like that's extreme stuff, but it's chewing is very satisfying to them. So we're not gonna, we're not gonna stop them from chewing. We're not going to stop them from putting things in their mouths. What we're going to do is teach them what's appropriate and redirect 
the inappropriate behavior. So the first step in that is always figuring out why. If your dog starts chewing on something because he gets bored or he wants attention, well, then maybe we need to entertain him, um, tire him out. Because a dog who's dead tired asleep isn't chewing on your rug. If it's just an object they like the texture of, like my example, my dog loves flip-flops, that's actually simple. You just keep that specific type of object out of their reach. And what's really easy for us to forget is that dogs don't come pre-programmed knowing what's appropriate to chew on. They just know that they have this overwhelming urge and it feels really good to chew. So they don't know that this fuzzy thing that's shaped like a bone is okay, but this fuzzy thing that is shaped like my human's foot and even smells like them is not okay. So that's where it comes down to teaching them what's appropriate to chew. So the first thing that we're going to do, especially if you have a puppy because you want to start this right away, is you create a controlled environment where there is nothing around for him to chew on. And I know that sounds like a really daunting task, especially those with puppies who just want to chew on everything. You know, I have, I mentioned before that I have dogs coming in and out of my house all the time. And I can't tell you how many times I find a dog with something in his mouth and I don't even remember owning it. I don't know where he found it. So I know this is difficult and, but we're going to try as hard as we can to puppy proof our house. And this is also where supervision comes in. If you have a young dog who's just getting into everything, you're going to have to supervise him. So you were right there. So when he gets a hold of that thing he's not supposed to, you take it away. So he's not going to hurt himself. He's not going to ruin whatever he just took. And he's not going to develop that habit of chewing on things he's not supposed to. And you'd be surprised how well a dog can learn what's appropriate and what's not. But we're going to start out by taking away everything that's inappropriate as much as we possibly can. And don't forget, we have that crate as a tool. So if you can't supervise him and say, you know that there's things he's going to get into, give him a bully stick, give him his Kong, give him a, a toy that he's allowed to, and let him go chill in his crate for a while. In episode five, I talked about how to make your dog love his crate and how to use a crate the appropriate way if you want to go and listen to that to get more information on how to use a crate. But you always have that tool in your back pocket if your dog is crate trained. So the first thing we can do is create that controlled environment. Lots and lots of supervision, especially with puppies and any new dog coming to your house. Even if you have an adult dog, you know, treat them like a puppy because you don't know what their habits are until you get to know them and they might be a chewer. So even if you're bringing a new adult dog into your house, it's a good idea to kind of, to keep these same techniques in place as if they were a puppy. So the other thing that we're going to do, and this is something I have done with every dog I've owned or trained, and it works like a charm. We're going to get them a toy box full of toys. I mean, it, it can be 10 toys or 20 like me, don't judge, or it can be five toys. But what we're going to do is we're only going to give them a couple at a time. So we're not going to leave all their toys out so they can choose what toys to play with. We're just going to give them a couple. Because as soon as we see them get bored with those toys, we're going to swap them out. So now they're playing with new toys all the time. So they're entertained with these things that are appropriate for them to chew on. And we're going to let them play. And we're going to let them chew on these things. And when we have that rotation, 
It gives them something new and exciting on a regular basis. The other thing that works really, really well is when they do have something they're not supposed to have. They get a hold of a tissue or a book or your shoe or your slipper. You get the idea. You're going to take one of those new toys out of the box and you're just going to walk over to your dog. You're going to take the inappropriate object and immediately give him the appropriate one and that and walk away. And that's it. We're not going to yell at him. Nothing. We're very calmly going to grab the toy, walk over to him. Just a, a matter of factly, take the toy, take the inappropriate object away, give him the toy. Okay. And that's where supervision really comes in because you have to catch him with the object. Okay. And we're going to do that every time he has something he's not supposed to. So some people hesitate with this because it sounds like we're rewarding him for having this object he's not supposed to have. But really what we're doing is we're, well, we're rewarding him for letting letting us take it away from him, which is important, especially when it comes to the resource guarding or that um, that scene where you're chasing your dog around the house with the inappropriate object. Yeah, we want to, we want to avoid that as well. And we're making this inappropriate object no fun. Cause if we take, if every time he's like, Oh, I got your shoe, but it gets taken away from him, replaced with a toy. Well, then that shoe's no fun anymore because he never gets to play with it. Again, that's where supervision comes in because you got to catch him every time. Now, ideally, we want to catch him before he gets the shoe, but this is if he's already gotten a hold of whatever the object is, okay? So we're making it okay to take to take the inappropriate object away because, yay, he gets something new and exciting in its place. So it's okay that I just took this object away, and now he knows that he's allowed to have this object. And this is the method that I used in the case study that I'm going to tell you guys about in a minute. So... The couple things that we can do now to help the, help your dog from chewing on things and eating things that he's not supposed to have, we're going to create that controlled environment and supervise. Those two things seem like really big, tedious things to do, but they really are the most important. We're going to use this crate as a tool. We're not going to overcrate, but when we can't directly supervise and we don't want him to get into trouble, we don't want him beyond getting a hold of stuff, we don't want him to develop bad habits. You know, dogs learn everything through repetition and reward. So if he's always stealing these objects he's not supposed to have and he's rewarded because he gets to chew on them, that's going to develop into a habit. Okay. We use this to our advantage when we teach them new behaviors, but it it also happens when he's learning inappropriate behaviors. So we're going to use the crate when we can't supervise. And then we're going to get a rotation of toys. So he always has new and exciting toys so he doesn't get bored and look for other things. And we're going to redirect when he does get a hold of something that he's not supposed to have. We're going to do a little swap out. We're going to redirect his chewing to something he's supposed to be chewing. So all these things combined are really going to help. When your puppy or dog does get a hold of something, when we really think about it, it was probably our fault. You know, we we probably weren't supervising or we left something out we weren't supposed to. And these things are going to happen. We're human, just like their dogs. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. Their dogs, they're going to chew. But if we stay proactive and do these few steps, it's really going to help the situation. Like I said, my dog's four years old and just a few months ago, she got a hold of one of my flip-flops. It was my fault. It was one of those really, really warm days and I was out of the habit of putting them away and I left it out and she got a hold of it. There was nothing I can do because I knew better. 
Okay, so as promised, I have this client. Um, he's a daycare client that comes here, and he steals everything under the sun. He's a bulldog, and in grand bulldog sta- fashion, he gives everything 110%. I wanted him to be able to, you know, run around my house without me constantly having to chase him and pull things out of his mouth. I ended up putting him in his crate a lot when he was inside the house. And it was especially important because when we go outside, you know, I have a, a large fenced in yard, which is far from a controlled environment. And if he got a hold of anything, there was no catching him with it. And sometimes it was a stick, but sometimes it was harmful to him. So I knew it was time to take action. So the first time I did this, I made sure it was after a day of playing. So I did it later in the day. So he was outside playing. He was nice and tired. He wasn't overexcited. So it was after a day of playing and I set up a very controlled environment. Like I was talking about before, you want that controlled environment because they don't know what's appropriate to chew on. You have to teach them it. So now we're going to practice chewing on the right things. Here's what I mean. I set up a nice controlled environment. I have a gate on my living room. I closed it up and it was just me and him, nothing on the floor. So I was, I knew I was doing it. So I was able to clean everything up that was in his reach. And let me tell you, my house has never been cleaner than when this guy comes and stays. But everything was out of reach. And all that was on the floor were the dog beds, a couple toys, and my slippers. Because this guy, he has this a honing device for my slippers. It doesn't matter where they are in the house. He seems to know the second he walks in. He doesn't even hesitate. He goes right for them. So I could have started with a lower value object to him. But actually, I probably should have. But it works. So we're, we're going to keep going. So I also had a couple toys stashed away and a little bag of treats stashed away, like behind me, all right? So like out of his sight, out of his reach, and out of his, you know, smell because of the treats. So I let him go. I let him loose in the room. And of course, the first thing he went for was the slipper. So I picked up one of the toys. I walked over to him calmly, took the slipper away from him. Now he tries to run from me. Like he knows I'm not supposed to have this. You're taking this from me. And he runs. He's one of those. But keep in mind, he's locked in the living room. So he can't get away. So yeah, of course, he ran away from me. But I got I got a hold of him. I, I took away the slipper. I You got to stay calm. I stayed calm. And I gave him a toy. And we did that a few times. I just put the slipper right back onto the ground. And of course, the first few times it didn't even reach the ground and he grabbed it again. I took the slipper away. I gave him a toy. Eventually, in this first session, I'm not saying this is going to happen for you, but within the first session, he started leaving the slipper alone. He would go for it and then he would turn around and grab one of the toys. Every time he did that, I would throw a treat. Like he would grab one of the toys and go to the bed to chew, to play with it, one of the dog beds to play with it. I would just toss a treat. I wouldn't even say a word. I just tossed a treat. So this treat all of a sudden appeared in the bed while he was playing with the shoe. And we kept doing this. And once I saw that he was kind of getting bored with the toys he was playing with and he started going for the slipper again, I brought out the new toys. I would take the slipper from him and I would give him the new toy. And then he was like, oh my gosh, I have this brand new thing to play with. And he'd run off and play with it. And if he was playing with the toy, if he grabbed the toy instead of the slipper, I would throw him a treat. 
I did this probably for about 10 to 15 minutes the first time. And I already started to see progress after he grabbed the toy two or three times before grabbing the slipper, I ended it. So I started to see progress. So the next time I tried a little different just to see how he would react. And so I did the same setup, some toys, bed, slippers. Now, what I did instead of giving him new toys, I would actually get down in the bed and I would play with him. So I'd play a little tug, I would throw it to him, and I would actually play with him because I feel like a lot of times when he steals it and runs, to him that's attention. To him he's having fun, he's playing. So he's stealing this thing he's not supposed to have because that's when he gets chased. When he steals a toy and something he's supposed to have, nobody pays attention to him. But when he's not supposed to have it, all of a sudden everybody's arms are up in the air and running towards him and he's like, woohoo, now we're playing. So that was the next thing I tried to address is I played with him when he was playing with the appropriate toy. The next few times I did this with him, I switched up the reward. I would either give him a new fun toy or I would play with him or, you know, both. And this worked really well. This guy comes in now and I'm allow- I allow him just to kind of run into the living room on his own when I used to bring him in and put him right in his crate. And... Unfortunately, I do have a bad habit of leaving my shoes around, but when I do that, he goes for it. And it's funny because I have all hardwood floors, so he kind of slides at it, and then he looks around for a toy, and he runs, and he grabs it. And he's not perfect. He still tries to grab, you know, rain boots and slippers are his are his weak point, but it's gotten so much better. And it only took a few sessions of this. So for your dog, it might take longer. Uh, you might see results just like this guy. He he was really, really smart. You know, he, he needed that mental stimulation as well as physical. I know I did mention he's a bulldog, but he's young and he's he's an active bulldog, if you can believe it. But he gets he gets bored, he needs stimulation, and he wants attention. So that's why I kept throwing him new toys and I would give him attention as a reward because that's really what he was looking for. So when he was doing what he was supposed to, those were the exact rewards that I gave him. Okay, so hopefully that helped you out. So if you have any questions or comments, feel free to go over to the show notes, playtimepause.com forward slash episode six. Leave a comment, leave a question, tell me what you think, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com.